Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Cooper's in my head. Bittersweet smoke flying through the air. It's the way I feel. Hey, everybody, that was Jeff Pitchell's Fat Cigar you've been listening to. And now it's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. Be sure to subscribe to us on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google, basically wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Pastor Padrone, and I'm here with my regular cadre of co-hosts, Dave, Paul, Nick, and the beautiful Kendra, the potion master, is with us tonight. And tonight we are smoking this beautiful cigar. It is the Syndicato Toro Maduro. And from the Syndicato website, it says about this cigar that the Syndicato Maduro is square-pressed and crafted by Arsenio Ramos with tobaccos from Eduardo Fernandez's farms in Nicaragua. The Syndicato Maduro is wrapped with a beautiful dark Maduro leaf from Alberto and Alejandro Torrance farms in San Andreas, Mexico. The wrapper is a San Andreas Moran wrapper. The binder and filler are both Nicaraguan. It is a 6x54 box press cigar and um, very, very tasty. But before we get into this cigar, Kendra is going to share with us a little bit about what we are drinking with this cigar. What have we paired this with tonight, Mrs. K? Something real, real special. Oh, <laughs> I can smell yeah. oh, my nostrils deflaring. What is this? This is Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Woo! And this is batch B519. It's uh, <laughs> there's, there's quite a few different batches, but this one is um, the, uh, 122 proof. 122.2. Woo. Nice. Mm. Woo. Wow. That wakes right you up right up. Yeah. I love it. Boy, that's, my that's sinuses are clearing out no even as kidding. we speak. That blast of spice right off. Oh yeah. my god, it's unbelievable. That is, Bam, it's good delicious. Stuff. Mm. A lot of barrel you get uh, in there. A lot of wood nice, barrel. Nice deep cherry too yeah, that as well. Nice. Now, what does yeah. barrel proof mean? Is it just a fancy so, name, or is that an actual technical term? So that's the proof coming out of the barrel. They don't bring the proof down with by adding water. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this is you know right right Not out of the barrel. Not cut with anything mm-hmm. at all. It's just. Mm-hmm. 122 and a half straight proof straight that's what i like wow nice strong mm. oh yeah oh beautiful. my goodness nice. so this cigar is a uh, mexican san andreas wrapper and that's you know got some nice earthy cocoa leathery kind of tones to it nick what are you picking up from this cigar here Some earth and leather, a little bit. That's of sp- what I said. <laughs> You're asking me a question, so yes. I'm trying to answer it truthfully yes. here. Yes. Some sweetness, some dark chocolate tones, little espresso, earthy, some spice on the retro hail. Incredibly smooth. Mm. Very, very smooth. Um, medium full body. Almost. I guess I want to kind of 
go out on a limb and be like, it's very comparable to uh, Padron. Not so much a maybe a 64 or 20, 1926, but it's in that realm. It, the smoothness, the, the rich uh, taste that you get from it, really, really nice. This is a lot stronger to me, though, than the Padron 1000 yes, series. Yes, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. I, I would say this would probably hover. If you're gonna compare it, I would say it hovering it right uh, between the 64 and the 26, as far as your strength level and the smoothness of the cigar. But it doesn't taste like that. It tastes more like the Thousand Series to you. No, this is kind of like it stands. Out. You get some some similar characteristics, like a Padron, um, but not. I think it's too bold to be a Padron. Uh, uh, to me, a Padron is really smooth, really rich. Um, you get some spice. This one, I think it's a little too loud to wow. be a Padron. But you can kind of get that similarity in there. But that's why they call it Syndicato. Obviously. And not Jeez. Uh, obviously. <laughs> I'm just saying. It, it, you know what I mean? I've smoked this before. So for me, it's... You know what I mean? It's it's, you know, for eight nine bucks. Yeah. I think it's the closest you're gonna get to a Padron. Maybe if you put it head to head with an Illusion Cigar Privé, because that was made specifically for a customer. Correct, Paul. Correct. Yes. That loves Padron, so that was like in mm. mind. So, but this one is, it's really good, really smooth, really love it. Paul, what are you thinking? Well, I get a lot of spice right off the the first few draws, yeah, um, and then the spice kind of settles down just a little bit. Uh, lots of cedar sweetness, some lots of earth, a little bit of leather, um, some cocoa. So, I, I do agree with Nick that it, it it is blended to smoke like a Padron, but I've had this many times in the last two years since I started working here. I got to be honest with you. This kind of stands apart from Padron. Padron's very unique flavors. They, yep. you know, they're you're never gonna you're never gonna come close to their tobacco that they use. But in a sense, because this is made by what we know today as Agonosa Leaf, mm-hmm. Eduardo Fernandez and Arsenio Ramos when he was alive, who created this, the flavors that I get from this cigar, I've ha- had similar experiences. I want to say this is similar to the Night Watch. Oh, and, okay. and certain flavors that I mm. get. So this is actually, I would say, even though it's medium full, I want to say it's on the higher end of medium full. Oh, definitely. Yeah, this has got some heat to it. So the Cigar Privé is more like a medium plus, maybe medium full at best. But this is this has got some some serious heat to it. Uh, I'm going to say this is a, a medium full to full. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. But I totally lots agree. of flavor. That's the, the 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 spice right off the bat. Uh, the cedar wood earthy tones are there. The leather. Uh, a little bit of cocoa, well balanced, just a delicious cigar. Yeah, Kendra, Dan, <laughs> did you light up the cigar at all? Uh, yes, you did. It as a matter of fact. <laughs> did Did your drink stand up to it? What do you think of your pairing here so far? Yeah, it actually the strength matches really oh, well. Yes, it does. So I think the the bourbon on its own, you know, being a barrel proof, uh, in the finish you get some heat, right? Yeah. And but pairing that up with the cigar, it almost like a little bit of heat off the bourbon. Mm. 
it almost like mellowed that a tad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for me, you know, obviously you already know, like it's probably a cigar that's a little bit too full for me, but <coughs> I do think that Ooh, it was a good choice me. of bourbon. And um, I'm, I'm getting like intense, like earthy, maybe even a little bit of like drinking a strong black cup of espresso. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I think can definitely pick up those espresso notes. Sure. I think the I think the drink pairing brings out, well, not brings out. I think it allows your palate to pick up a lot more uh, tasting notes in there. It. it it comes alive. The cigar comes alive because I've had the cigar many, many times before, and it's never many, as many vi- times, many, before. many times, many times, like two, three boxes, many times, thousands of times. No, I'd say hundreds, <laughs> but I think the drink makes it more vibrant. Makes the, the vibrant makes the tasting notes more vibrant, so they're easier to pick up, easier to enjoy. And the Elijah Craig 122 is I, just I do think Ooh. I do think the drink totally makes your taste buds go. Oh, my God. It oh, opens right up. Yeah. They, they stand right up. Absolutely. And go, what oh. the heck did you just put in my mouth? High five, Kendra. High oh, my five. gosh. Woo! You know, I can't take all the credit on this one because today was a nice afternoon out on the deck here at the lounge. And um, we have a customer that enjoys bourbon, and he comes in frequently. And yes, he does. We... He, we Dan and I were chatting about the cigar for this evening, and I said, John, what do you think about uh, what would you pair for a bourbon? And and he suggested this, and, and he was right on. You know, I did a little bit of research just to make sure it was going to work, and so uh, we have to give uh, John a little credit for this pairing, too. Yeah, Thanks so you're here. Cheers, John. Cheers. Thank you. Yes, yes. Dave, do you have anything you want to add to uh, what has already been said? Yeah, the cigar, I'm getting a lot of earth, a little bit of spice in the retrohale. Um, I'm getting, a, I feel like, like a caramel of toffee from the... From the from a the caramel Craig, of toffee? Caramel or toffee. <laughs> Jesus. From the, um, from the whiskey, from the Craig. Um, I think it's bringing out some of the spice in the retrohale. Um, yeah, the pairing is, like, amazing definitely feel my mm. taste buds at attention it waked me up uh yeah, this stuff is kicking <laughs> i tell you the the burn on this thing Woo! is great the draw mm. is mm. really nice on the cigar and uh i i have to be honest this is not a cigar that i've had that often this is yeah, probably the third or fourth time that i've had it you should it's and a delicious it is cigar much stronger than i remember it I don't remember this cigar being this strong, and I'm sure it's just my memory, uh, and not you know the cigar itself. But man, this is really really good. I get where Nick's comparison to Padron comes from. There's a lot of similar flavors here. Um, you know, I I'm one of these guys that I think the worst way you can sell a cigar is to say. This is like a Padron because that's the right nothing t- yeah, is that's a the Padron. Right t- yeah, right, right. This is like an Opus X. No, it's not. Nothing's right. like an Opus X. You know, this is it's it's one of these when you're when you're trying to be something that you're not. I I so I would sell this cigar on its own merits. Yeah, if you like Padron, you're gonna like this cigar. Yeah, there's a lot of similar flavors here, but to me. Um, 
you know, Padron is very smooth, very creamy. It's much more chocolatey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a, a Padron Thousand Series is a little bit more mocha, yes. you know, going on. A 64 Series is like smoking a sweet bar of chocolate. Yeah, I was going to say. And a 1926 is... is like a peppery bar of chocolate. It's really, really <coughs> nice. This feels almost <coughs> like a... Uh, projective. feels almost like a... Uh, Exclusivo, but it uh, feels like an exclusivo. Well, the <coughs> taste. It tastes like an exclusive of an ex- It's like the memory of an exclusivo. A memory. Okay. Please elaborate. Please. Are you Explain. talking about the flavors you're getting out of it? Yeah. Like it's like it's like a faint distant. It's like an echo of it. It's not. It's not it. But it's like it's like it almost wanted to be, but didn't quite get there. See, I, I think, you know, much like the uh, cigar Pave that you cool. mentioned that uh, was blended for a person who liked Padron, I don't think um, uh, the plan uh, from Dion was ever to recreate Padron. No. It was to, you know, kind of be inspired by that to create something new. Cigar Pave is very smooth, you know, medium maybe medium plus at some points. Um, and because it's got the San Andreas and the Nicaraguan wrapper, of course, there's going to be a lot of similar things. But it was never meant to be a Padron. It was meant to be its own thing. Um, this this cigar, one of the things I like about this that is different from Padron is that if this was a Padron, it would be half gone. Yeah, we'd be already right. go. Yeah. We'd be at yeah. the band by they now. They do burn yeah. a little fast. Oh, they burn a fast, because when yeah. you yeah. said this feels like an exclusivo, I was getting really nervous about what you were saying because an exclusivo to me is very light, it, yeah. and you can tell it's not very hard packed. This is a solid cigar. Yeah, really. There is there is there is really no give to this. There's no soft spots anywhere here at all. It's really, really nice and really firm, mm-hmm. and I haven't experienced that a lot with Padron lately. And that, you know, my nickname, you know, Pastor Padron. There it is. That was. It's still one of my favorite cigars. Nothing has been able to copy that taste. Um, but this is a fantastic cigar, and at half the price uh, of, yeah. of a Padron 64. If somebody yeah. was looking for. <coughs> A cigar who was, and you know how Padron people are. Padron people smoke Padrones. That's, That's it. all they want. That's all they That's smoke. That's all they do. Yep. And to get somebody off of Padrones, kind of like getting somebody off of Opus or off of Ashton, if that's what they smoke, it's tough. That's it's really tough. But if you could hog tie the person, strap this cigar <laughs> to their mouth, light it, and then hold their nose so they had to suck, they would probably say, "Hey, this is a really good cigar. I like this." There you go. Can you take the straps off now? <laughs> <laughs> I've turned. I've turned. You know, since I've been here, I've been here for almost three years now. And wow, when Kurt introduced me to the cigar, and the story he told me that you know uh, about it and how it smokes almost like a Padron, I was like, ah, oh, well, you know, that's 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 crazy. And nothing smokes like a Padron. Like you said, Danny, yeah. the, the, a Padron is, go, is going to be standing alone in that aspect. But when I smoked it, I was like, okay, well, there's some similarities there. The construction is really good, and the taste is really good. 
yeah. could probably maybe turn some people on to this if they're looking for an alternate. Yeah. Because, as everybody knows, that this house that padrones can get expensive. Yeah. Especially if you're going and buying more than 10. So, <laughs> it, it, it can get up there. Especially if you're buying more than 10. <laughs> yeah. It can get expensive. It can. So you stay under 10, though, it's pretty reasonable. Yeah, well, you know, it depends. Cat seems to think, Nick, that you have the Rona, because I guess it has to do with the taste buds. Uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> I can taste this cigar fine. <laughs> and the Elijah that? Craig. Who said that, Dave? That was... Uh, Who was that? That was Brad Edward Christie. Oh, Brad. Oh, Brad. Oh, oh, we, oh we appreciate Brad. That. We appreciate you looking out for us, Brad. If there's anyone who's going to say something negative about us, it's... Oh, I can't say. Okay. I'm good. No fever. Just kidding. Just kidding, really. Okay. So, so but I've I've turned I've turned some people on to this cigar that <laughs> Thank you for finishing this. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> turned some people on. I've turned some people on <laughs> to this cigar. <laughs> um oh, and it, work. for for a good alternate that, you know what I mean, if they don't want to come in and uh, spend you know thirty forty dollars on on two cigars. You know what I mean. I've always yeah. you know I've always you know told them you know you can get this cigar. You can still have a good bourbon or a good scotch with it. Yeah. And it it, it just like we're experiencing now. I think the the bourbon is really kind of you know making this cigar come alive even more than what I've what I've had in the past. Mm. Well, let me tell you a little bit about what is going on here at Twins. <laughs> well. We are continuing to smoke this uh, Sindicato Toro Maduro here. We are, if you don't know, open for retail business. The Woo. bar is also open for outdoor seating. Holla. We also have an outdoor smoking lounge set up under a tent yeah. outside, which is more or less kind of overflow for the deck. Mm -hmm. um, that's by reservation only. And you can call 603-421-0242 hit extension 3. That'll get you up to the bar. You can make a reservation. And uh, it's currently two-hour blocks, correct? Is that still true? We're pretty easygoing around here. We haven't oh. really been enforcing Not that really too much. Good. No, no. We got plenty of seats, so it really hasn't gotten to that point. Well, of, good. I'm glad you, know, you hear that. Enforcing it. Um, and we didn't really want to have to. You know, people want to relax, enjoy right. a cigar or two or, or more mm -hmm. and, you know, make a day of it. And, and we know that about our customers. So, you know, we wanted to give the heads up on a real busy day, you know, just out of respect to the other customers that are reserved to right. please try to keep it around two hours. But so far you know it's been smooth sailing and as we progress into the summer you know that could change and we could be packed every day and you know but we want to have everybody sure and we want you to have wow. you we know want everybody a good to come by that's right yeah <clears throat> so do uh call up and do that get a reservation and come on down to twins and then on june 13th this coming saturday uh, well, this coming Saturday when this podcast airs on Podbean. Mm. Uh, for those of you who are watching live, it's two Saturdays from now, June 13th. We're having our first live post-COVID event. And it is a Pipe Club event. Uh, Pipe Club uh, in May turned one year old. We've had a fantastic year here at Twins, uh, growing a, a huge pipe community here. And... Um, <clears throat> 
Mark Mormar from Laodice Distribution Group is going to be here. We're going to have uh, a special on Savinelli and uh, Peterson Pipes. We're going to have a selection of about 100 pipes here. There's also going to be um, some packages that are put together um, <clears throat> for Father's Day, for celebrating the one-year anniversary of Pipe Club. And we're going to have some tables reserved here at the at the outside bar. Awesome. So for people can come, get their pipe, light it up and smoke it right here with some special cocktails that are going to be whipped up for you. And we're going to have great specials and raffles going on. It's going to be a great, great day. That's June 13th. It's a Saturday from 12 to 4 p.m. The weather should be good. And even if it's not, we can be inside for the pipe show outside under the tent there's no bad thing about mm -hmm. that Amen. but uh, i'm thinking the weather's looking pretty good right now um you can stay in touch with what's going on at twins on facebook twitter instagram and youtube and at twinssmokeshop.com <clears throat> all right we've had a few more minutes to smoke and drink while i've talked Dave, mm. your cigar is still looking really, really good. Look yes, at that ash. Yeah, you are stacking dimes there. Yeah, definitely. It. It's razor, razor sharp. Unbelievable. Um, I also have not really smoked the Syndicato a lot, um, but it was one of the first ones that I tried when I was trying to figure out where, I f where my palate fell in the cigar world, uh, and this was recommended to me by Pablo Maduro. When I was trying to find out, like what you know, what's a what's a really good Maduro? This is one of the first ones he brought to me. Um, and funny story is, I tried it and I liked it, but then the next time he wasn't there, and I was trying to figure out what it was, and I got a, a Macanudo in um, oh Inspirado. <laughs> and I was like, that's totally that, different cigar. That's not it. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I but, mistook uh, a Macanudo Inspirado <laughs> for a Syndicato. They both end with O. Right. I don't know what Syndicato, I was thinking. Inspirado, you know. Potato, tobacco. Right? Same, same, different. <laughs> did you get the black Inspirado? Yes. At least you matched the colors. At least you matched the colors. At least you didn't get the white. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> all right. Kendra, we know, has put down the cigar because, you know, kicked her butt. So we go to Nick. <laughs> Nick, what are, you, what are you? We knew that was going to happen, but you tried. That's the important thing, Kendra. We are proud of you. Yeah. She lit the cigar. We're She's happy drinking. That. That's what counts. <laughs> Nick, so. what, are you, what are you picking up right now? Is anything changing for you? No, it's still... Not surprised. No. Not surprised <laughs> at all. Um, hasn't changed. Still getting the really deep chocolate tones, a little espresso... Uh, got the spice, nice sweetness in there. It's really, really nice, man. I really enjoy the cigar. I, I smoke this quite a bit. This is definitely in my, when I go and grab 15, 20 hundreds, cigars, this is definitely. cigars at a time. No, 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 absolutely not. When I, when when I grab. I'm alone in my chicken coop. I smoke syndicato. <laughs> With the chickens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is definitely in my rotation. This is definitely... Definitely my rotation. Definitely. This is definitely a cigar that I always grab. It's a great cigar at the great price. Yeah. Yep. Paul? The drink has... Uh, it's such a blast of spice right off the bat with the drink. It is, it is really intoxicating. Um, Intoxic and literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <it is. laughs> uh, 
in the beginning, yeah. I was getting a lot of like really uh, sharp pepper notes on the retro hail. That has been replaced by a nice, deep, smooth, <coughs> but rich spice. Uh, it's Woo! the cedar notes have kind yeah, of subsided a little bit because of the drink, bringing out a little bit more of the uh, earthy leather notes. And I'm also picking up a little bit of floralness too. Ooh, now that might be the floral. drink. That might be the drink doing it. I don't think the cigar on its own. I would pick that up. I've had this enough times where I didn't notice that. So the drink is, without a doubt, complementing this and bringing out a lot more flavors than I would normally get on its own. Okay. But it's it's the kind of the drink is phenomenal with the cigar. Mm. Phenomenal. Bravo. It's keeping up. Beautifully, because because the intensity of the cigar has not let up one bit. No. Yeah, I feel like I have a new appreciation for barrel proof. Before, it wasn't something I would gravitate towards because I felt like in order for me to pick up the the notes, I would need to put a cube in there. But you know, I think this is a perfect example of how to enjoy barrel proof bourbon with the right cigar. It's it really works well. And I, I wouldn't say the cigar kicked my butt, but, you know, I still have more to smoke, so. <laughs> There's still time. Yeah. There's there still is. time, Kendra. You, know, you just want to light it up. You know you do. And, and, and another note. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. She's like, uh, maybe later. On another yeah. note, this we, we talked a little bit about how this we try to compare this to a Padron. There's no way a Padron smokes like this. No. Not one of them. Mm -hmm. Not even the family reserve smokes like this. This is this is more of a fuller body, uh, a lot more spice, a lot more leather than you'll ever get out of a Padron. So mm -hmm. on its own, you know, and this is this, this goes to show you the blending characteristics of uh, Fernandez uh, team and how they can really use the uh, San Andreas Marone wrapper with the with the great uh, tobaccos they use. And I'm going to go on a limb too. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say Love that San Andreas. He, there must be some type of a hero in this. They that they must without knowing the blends because they don't really talk about right. the, indivi it's the, all the individual tobaccos they use. I'm going to go on a limb and say they are using some type of a heroin probably from the Esteli region because that's mm. a lot more leather, mm -hmm. spice, <coughs> more be. full of body flavors. It, it's it's just my guess, but I'm, I'm going to bet that's what they're using. It's possible. Fantastic. It's possible. Fantastic. All right. Mm. Pastor Padron's Cigar Confessions. Whoa, here we go. Here we go. In the middle of the show? In the middle, in the of, the middle of the show. He had to get it out. Yep. yep. He had to get it this out. This is where people might just leave. Went <laughs> <laughs> from uh, this, this 10 was, views to two. <laughs> this is a uh, was something that I wondered about how to talk about and shared with Paul my thoughts <clears throat> and as we were talking, we both kind of came to this realization that, you know, there were some things that were really good about the COVID shutdown. And <laughs> one, of the, one of those things that Paul and I both agreed was a nice break was how not having people in the store really kind of cut down the contact with difficult people mm, true. now <clears throat> in retail it doesn't matter what you're doing there's always going to be difficult people if you are alive you are going to have to deal with difficult people so this is not 
say, you know, this is, you know, and <clears throat> what do I mean by difficult people? People can be difficult for a whole number of reasons. They can be, there's, there's the annoying difficult. Like uh, the person who just talks too much and doesn't stop talking. Even when you've left and the door is shut and they're still talking. <laughs> you know, then there's the person who doesn't talk at all. No matter how much you try and engage them and get them to open up or, <coughs> or ask them questions, yep, they don't say anything. Uh, then there's the people who analyze everything. They're in the humidor, scrutinizing every single cigar in a box. <laughs> Looking for that one that's just a little bit fatter than the others. Are you sure this Padron's a Maduro? You know, a little light. well, it's, uh, Padron has some issues there. Like that's that. a, that's another show for another day. That's another show. There's also <laughs> there's also the know-it-all person. We all who, love those guys. We all have those guys too. <laughs> and again, it does, you know this happens in church. It happens in school. It happens here at the smoke shop. It happens at the ice cream shop. It happens at Walmart, Home Depot. Hey, it I'm pretty matter. sure it happens with customers at the, at the bar, bar too. You know, customers right? coming in. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. There's the know-it-all. <laughs> when you know the reality is they don't know much. Okay. And then the last kind of thing is the people who really think they're funny. But they're not. <laughs> that that can really that can really. Then there's the rudely kind of difficult people. You know, people who are pushy. You know, people. Now they could be rudely difficult for a whole bunch of reasons. They might just be having a bad day. You know, uh, they might just have come from dealing with a bad situation or a bad person themselves, and now it's kind of getting taken out on you. They could be hangry. Mm. Uh, that happens. That uh, happens a lot. It happens a lot. I get hangry. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. You know, unlike Nick, who needs to eat every two hours. Every three hours. <clears throat> three I, hours. I, you know, eat my lunch sometime between two and three o'clock, and if it's past three o'clock and I haven't eaten yet, I start to get punchy. I know that, so I need to make sure that I <laughs> eat my lunch because I'll start to. You, know, you don't want to be around Pastor Padron when he's hangry. Mm. All right. Then. Of course, they could just simply be difficult people <laughs> with no excuse whatsoever. I mean, clueless or witless or unruly. And my question is, how do you guys respond to difficult people? People who make you want to say things like, <clears throat> you know, you are proof that God has a sense of humor. Oh my God! <laughs> or, you know, Woo! in the land of the wit witless, you would be king. Oh my! Or, isn't it rather dangerous to use one's entire vocabulary in a single sentence? <laughs> now, of course, <laughs> you may be thinking those things. Damn! But you can't say those things, or at least you shouldn't <laughs> be saying those things. So how do you respond to people like this so that they leave with a positive impression of you, of their shopping experience, and of their experience at Twins or wherever they might be? That's my question for you guys. And Nick, I want to start with you. Damn. <laughs> I was going to say, Paul, take it away. Um, uh, kill them with kindness. Ki what? 
Kick him with kindness? Kill him with kindness. Oh, kill them with kindness. Yes. Yes. Uh, for me... Um, Stole my thunder. Dealing... <laughs> sorry, Dave. You're going to have to think uh, of another... Dealing... <laughs> being in retail and, uh, you know what I mean, <laughs> you're dealing with hundreds of people a day. Everybody's got a different personality. Everybody, you know, everybody's different when they come in. You just don't know what they're going through. So you... you you got to have patience with everybody, in my opinion. And, you know, kill them with kindness. Always put a smile on. Always be, you know, respectful. Because you just don't know what, what's going on with them. They could, like you said, they could be coming from another bad situation. They, yep. They're trying to get out of the house or, <clears throat> you know, they're, you're just getting out of work. They might be in retail as well, which mm-hmm. we get a lot of people that come in from other retail shops um, and various shops that come in and want to relax. Right. And they might have a chip on their shoulder or they might have a bad attitude. But in my experience, dealing with, you know, those people, be nice to them. And that's it. And out of all the people that I've dealt with, I've never had a bad outcome with, you know, being nice to them, being respectful, speaking clearly and just being upbeat and being energetic. And, and you know what I mean? They feed off that. Yeah. So it turns their demeanor. <clears throat> also to be energetic or just be happier you know what i mean and they're they come to this place to you know not to get nagged or not to you know oh well this is that or i told you so or anything Mm -hmm. like that if a guy says okay well oh that that's a maduro rapper which it might clearly not be you know correct them in the nicest way possible for me, I've been, you know, dealing with people all my life in personal relations and stuff like that. I've been a concierge. I've been police officer, dispatch. You, you, you don't know what that person's going through at that time. So you got to be nice to them. You got to be respectful. You got to have patience because they come in here and they might not know what they want. And you just got to be just be patient with them. Just step back and let them do what they got to do if they need a vent. For me... I'm I'm a talker, so mm-hmm. you know if they're if they're you know need to get something off their chest. This is I always tell people this is like a barbershop in the old days. <coughs> you come in here, you talk a little bit, you know what I mean. We'll we'll you know we'll talk back and forth, and we'll, we'll then we'll decide on a, a cigar, and then you know from there we'll decide on a drink. You know what I mean? For me, I'm always pairing stuff, so. You know, if they're getting a sindicato, it's a bourbon. Or if they're going with a Perdomo, it it's might a be bourbon. a scotch. Or a bourbon. <laughs> if they're going with an Ashton, it's, it's a, a bourbon. bourbon. <laughs> I'm always saying so, stuff. So it's, uh, it's, you know what I mean? So for me, you know what I mean? It's always it's Look, always patience. Never go less than 100 proof. Never. On nothing. That's, it's not worth it. Um, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, it depends on your smoking and what you're, what yeah. you're in the mood yeah. for the drink. Yeah, no, that's awesome. But... Yeah. For me, it's always been patience is 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 kind of like for me, it's the cornerstone of, you know, dealing with people because you don't know what they're dealing with at the time. You don't know their mindset. You got to be patient, step back, let them absorb our shop. Yeah. You know what I mean? You might be dealing with somebody coming in for the first time. Yeah. So you just kind of, you know, give them space when they're ready. They're ready. Then you interact and you interact in nice respectful way kill them with kindness always put on a smile you know not so much that the customer is always right because they could go to an ashton and be like oh well that's your nicaraguan tobacco and they're not looking at a cemetery uh, correct them in the nicest way possible 
in my opinion you know what i mean and always treat people with respect um and and that's it for me that's what i always go with that's cool kendra how does this work <laughs> up at the bar? <laughs> Come on, Kendra. How do you do it? With the, Obviously, the, the be, truthful. <laughs> be truthful. <laughs> and I don't just mean the people you work with. Right. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. obviously, Nick and I are completely different in the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kindness is for pussies. I've been called. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> It hurts. I got, got me right in the feelings. Well, Dave. I mean, that's basically what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, no, it she was nice. Yeah. She was nice about it. Let her she talk. Know. Let her explain yeah. herself. It will make sense to you. I've been called the Ice Queen, or even by Kimber yesterday, like Stone Cold She's Virgo. Stone Cold Virgo. <laughs> Stone Cold Virgo. So, but the reality, the reality of that is, I actually am very nice, and I do care about the majority of our customers. Um, but the, the, the minority is, majority, I do agree with a lot of what Nick said. Sure. Um, but you know, I tend to keep my distance a little bit more until I really have understood or evaluated like which personality I'm dealing with. If it's a customer that I don't know too well. So I think what's great about retail or even behind the bar is that there is constantly busy work to be done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you need to keep your distance or if you need to, you know, remove yourself so you're not caught up in a really long personal conversation, then just to remain busy and kind of ease your way in if you want to understand more about, you know, what they're going through. Um, but something that I always <coughs> remind myself of is there's a there's a motivational speaker that I, I like a lot his name is Lonnie Maine and um, one thing that he says is you know everyone has a story and that's exactly what like Nick is referring to that yep. you know you don't know where they just were before they came and if they're going through something terrible mm -hmm. and so um, I think keeping my dis distance also helps me to um, you know not react to and be you know disrespectful if i'm reading them wrong initially so um i do i am a very nice person and all the the customers that are regulars here that i've gotten to know me do realize that i am not a nice person. queen actually i'm just kind of serious in all business until you know i've gotten to know no, exactly who i'm dealing with and yep. yeah Unlike Lisa, who is not a nice person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, look, all the bartenders are sweethearts. Ice cream. Yeah. Well, the They're only, all sweethearts. The only reason I say that is because she says it about herself all the time. She does. She does. She's the nicest person yeah. I know. She is. It's just look, so they're funny. all nice people. I'm not a nice person. Just, you can't say it without laughing at That's her. Because true, she's yeah. just so stinking nice. Anyway, Dave, what about you? What do you do with... Uh, well, Heather says we're cheap therapy. So. Cheap therapy. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that goes along. Go. I think. Uh, I think to be a good tobacconist, to be a good salesman, you have to listen. Yeah. Um, and, and and I think that is very important. Is listening. Um, it's probably been one of the hardest things for me personally to learn how to do in my life, because um, I've always been the talker, and it's taken me a long time. <laughs> To, to learn how to listen and one person and the biggest person in my life who has taught me how to listen is is our mom 
Um, well, she doesn't give you a choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's how I live. <laughs> so, but, uh, You're going to learn how to listen. <laughs> so, the, uh, um, yeah, but I agree with Nick. you got to kill him with kindness. you got to be upbeat. you got to be positive. Because, you know, at the end, you know, your demeanor is going to set the tone for any conversation or just yeah. the ambience of the human experience in the store. Yeah. Could mean a sale uh, you know. too, you know what I mean? It could mean. So I like, I like, uh, you know, I like, you know, maybe cracking a small joke or something like that, or saying something stupid or silly. Because usually, you know, then they'll realize that you know I'm joking and stuff like that, or they'll just think I'm stupid. Either way, I don't care. I'm, I'm gonna have fun with my day, and um, if, if, if that means making an ass of myself, then that's fine too. Okay. That's some good stuff there, Dave. Paul. Yeah, I, I, How are you going to follow up <clears throat> all this great advice? Well, first of all, this great I, I, I do want to say uh, <laughs> that Kendra, with the the dynamics of the bar, is completely different than the dynamics of the humidor. True. We we see our our customers and our clients for maybe five, no more than ten minutes, and then they're up here for hours. So the way they deal with customers is going to be maybe, even though there's some similarities, is going to be different than how we deal with them. We're going to have to deal with them with, for only a very short period of time. Dave, to your point about listening, um, I came from a sales background, and no matter how unique a client is, they basically fall into four categories, hmm. the commander, the performer, yep. the analyzer, and the empathizer. Yep. So you've got to kind of match the Damn. tone of what kind of client you're dealing with and then proceed from there. But in, at the end of the day, and to, to copy off Nick, you gotta have respect <laughs> and kindness to them. And, and But I like to have fun with them, I mm, really do. Yeah. I can figure out what a customer is or what, what type of person they are. And if, they're not, if they really don't wanna sp speak too much, I'll certainly try to get them into a conversation. Um, and sometimes they'll open up. Uh, if, it's a, if it's a headstrong customer, um, I can keep up with them. I know they're going to be more of a commander, you know, a little headstrong, trying to, they, all they need is just a, a little bit of information to make an informed decision. I'll give that to them. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's just having fun with them, you know, try to keep it light. And, and there are times when you just got to say, I've tried everything. I'm just going <laughs> to keep quiet. <laughs> and there's certain customers who you know all you want to do is keep quiet, you know? Mm -hmm. True, yeah. You know, they just let them do the talk, and you just sit there and ring them up. And because that's what they want. That's what they that's, want. That's, that's what all they, they want. They that's want somebody. They want to unload to on someone. I'm, I'm okay with that. Go ahead, you know. Yep. I'll, I'll service you to the best of my ability, and then it's up to the bar to see Kendra. Kendra's <laughs> <laughs> the second half. I'll just be wiping down some bottles over here. And we laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> she may give you a happy dance. I don't know. We'll see. You know. We'll see. No, I, I, this has been some some great uh, some great insight into this uh, from everybody here, and I think you know if I were going to try and add something, uh, I would say how important it is for for you to stay motivated and happy and having a good time yourself it's and that's one of the you know m most difficult things to be learning is that it's your job to keep yourself motivated and when you <clears throat> if you can do that like you've heard everybody say here um, you you can set the mood <clears throat> for yourself you can't always change everybody else's outlook on things. You can't always, you know, make somebody who comes in 
<coughs> a miserable sourpuss leaving with a smile on their face. But when they leave, you can always have a smile on your face. Yep. And the other people who are watching can see you still have a smile on your face. And that's really, really important. You need to, being in retail, I think, you know, for me, um, patience and listening are the two big things. So yeah. Nick and Dave, you know, those are, those are my two big things. You, you need to be able to do that. And sometimes <coughs> people just need to be able to talk. Brad and says, uh, <coughs> Brad says, that's why Paul doesn't talk to me. <laughs> and yeah. he says, and that's why Kendra's always cleaning glasses. <laughs> well, Chris, now you know. Brad. 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 Sorry, Chris. Um, <laughs> if Chris is watching the, the many Chris's oh, that come through goodness. here. You know, and I think another thing here is that we so often assume that when people are negative, you know, it's a personal thing where we know what's going on and we don't. Right. And it's so important to not assume that, you know, this person really is having a hard time, you know, just with you. There's things going on in their life that could be really making it difficult for them and how you interact with them Maybe not at that moment, but that could really help them out in their day after they leave and after they have some time to think about it, too. So to to stay positive, to smile, to be kind, to be patient, to listen, to not assume you know what's going on in their life, and to have fun. you got to be able to have fun doing whatever Absolutely. you're doing and whoever you're with. And that's something you decide to do. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons that <clears throat> our podcast does as well as it does, because here we are all at the end of a day, we've all worked all day long, and then we sit down to do this, and we're doing it because it's fun, and we have fun with each other, and we, you know. We do it because we love it. We the do drinks. it. <laughs> and the drinks. That's a yep. plus. Yep. And we love watching Kimber stress out in there because she's all alone. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it is. It's fun. So there we go. That's, that, was a good, that was a good talk there. People could learn something from that. Now, um, what is our final verdict on the Syndicato Toro Maduro? Dave. Um, I am very much enjoying this earthly earthly yeah, earthly, earthly, it is earthly uh earthy um leathery cigar um it does have a kind of creaminess to it but it's also got like a lot of spice in the retro hill the uh the pairing is absolutely it's magnanimous good um, word dave <laughs> magnanimous magnanimous <laughs> um I'm I'm totally enjoying it. I am enthralled. Paul, it's an absolutely superb cigar, and the pairing—it was just out of this world. This is uh, I found my new favorite, uh, Elijah Craig. Mm. Is this is this available in the? Uh, we have we have a lot of it at the lounge, and we have a couple other batches too that are available too. That's good to know. Yep. This is uh, this has been a fantastic cigar. It's actually uh, my favorite Syndicato is the Maduro, mm. obviously. 
but so this no. this no. yeah no. I know. we know it's a Connecticut but it's really it's really one of my uh, one of my favorite uh, cigars in a in a specific price category all these cigars are under ten dollars yeah uh, you know you, you can't go wrong with them if you like a nice medium full to slightly full body cigar this is it you got the great uh, cedar earth. Uh, leather tones. The drink really kind of pared down the the cedar towards the end, picking a lot more of those earthy leather tones right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I do agree with you, Dave, on that. A uh, little bit of creaminess too. I got that a little bit, but uh, overall, just an absolutely fantastic cigar. Nick, we know you like the drink because you just shoved the drips of it down your throat. Got to get the last drop, <laughs> baby. So, what do you think of the cigar? It's delicious. <clears throat> One of my go-to's. One of my favorites in the walk-in, out of over twenty thousand cigars, it's one of my favorites. At the price point, the flavor profile that you're gonna get, it's almost a no-brainer. Um, I have nothing against any other brands. I smoke everything, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, for me, it's a home run every time. Whether it be a single malt that I'm pairing it with, or maybe a hammer and sickle cocktail. With some tequila. With some tequila or... Or boom uh, sauce. Whatever. Red Mo- wine. Moonshine. Moonshine. Whatever. It's a, it, For Bookers. me, it's... Bookers. Bookers. Oh, Jesus. That's my favorite. Mm, favorite yeah. bourbon. A little penicillin. Bookers. Oh, yeah. Chase with anything. It's good, man. I, and like I said, it's a home run for me. I love this cigar. Uh, I was excited when you guys said that you were going to have it. And it's great. Kendra, do you want to say anything? I've said what? You think you've said what you need to be said? Yeah. <laughs> I've said just, it all. I just didn't want to pass you over. You are the potion master. Drink Elijah Craig. Drink Elijah Craig. <laughs> That's yeah. it. So good. Well, I can certainly agree with that. This Elijah Craig goes phenomenally well with this Phenomenal. cigar. It is an excellent bourbon and really complements the uh, spice of this cigar. And I tell you, the way it wakes up your taste buds, I don't care what you've been eating up through the day. Right. It's all going to be gone after your first. It's going to clean your palate. Clean it. And oh your yeah. Tongue and your throat and your esophagus. You know, so <laughs> and buy your, your liver. third sip. Yeah, <laughs> and kill your liver. But <laughs> it's it it is a great thing with this cigar, and uh, I love San Andreas wrapper. It's one of my favorite wrappers uh, um, today. And this San Andreas uh, Marone is really, really tasty. Mm-hmm. I love the um, <clears throat> mocha notes on this. There's, you know, I think the cigar is incredibly smooth. You guys are saying creamy. I would say smooth. Um, there's a lot of spice with this. It's a great, great cigar. And it is a really strong cigar for the money. Every, time, every once in a while I hear somebody ask, I want something that's really got some kick to it. What's going to knock me off my feet? What's going to give you know make me you know have the uh, have to sit back down when I try and get up? Well, here you go for less than ten bucks. This is a really really strong yeah. cigar. The body's strong, but there's a lot of there's a lot of nicotine in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good strength in it. It has got a really good strength. It's very very nice, and it has burned great all the way down. Fantastic cigar. All right, we ready to we'll go for our pipe tobacco here? We'll be back after, <coughs> we'll be back after just a little, little break. Bitty. Stay tuned. 
Alright everybody, we are back. Thanks for your patience there while we got our next round of beverages and lit up our pipes. And uh, this time we are smoking something brand new from Savinelli. We are smoking Janus. And Janus is a um, uh, Virginia Perique blend. And it says... Uh, on the website that Janus is an ambrosial mixture of bright Virginias, Orientals, and Perique. Fascinatingly nuanced and exotic. Savinelli, uh, you may know or not know, is one of the oldest uh, pipe companies in the world. And um, they're, of course, Italian. And the th this Janus, along with the two other new tobaccos that came out at the same time, Juno and Jupiter all go back into that Italian heritage, going back into Greek mythology, Roman mythology, and these blends all pay homage to that um, distinctive of them. They are especially designed for the connoisseur. Each blend has been pressed and mellowed before being artfully sliced into flakes, and as a final flourish of tradition, all three blends are packaged in two-ounce European-style round tins and branded with unique artwork evocative of Italian antiquity. <clears throat> uh, Savinelli's blends are blended for them by Cornell & Deal. This is considered a Virginia Perique blend, a vapor. It is a mix of Virginias, Orientals, and Perique. There's no flavoring on this. It is a flake and we are pairing this with a kind of porter. 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 Kind of, porter. Kind of a porter, but not really. really. So uh. what did you find out about this thing which we are having? Kendra. So we, we have Oscar Blue's Death by King Cake. Mm. So this is a white porter, which is different. It's a 6.5 ABV. And it is supposed to be giving us some um, notes of orange peel, nutmeg, cinnamon, some cacao nibs. Cacao. So so you should have a like a finish of like a cakey mm. type of flavor. A um, little <sighs> bit of a cakey mouthfeel even, maybe. Cakey mouthfeel? Yeah, something that just kind of like stays with you, kind of coats your mouth, but... Um, it to me it's lighter than what I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, definitely is light. Yeah, Very it's tasty. easy to drink. But Unlike that, you know, Elijah Craig, which if you chug that, you probably die. Right. Well, what I was <coughs> just gonna say is the beer is coming across light. Also, the tobacco is kind of coming across like mild to medium for me, and that mm -hmm. could be because of what we just experienced minutes earlier. <laughs> the so. eye slice, punch in the face. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The Everything is really light right now. <laughs> Dave. What is your first thoughts on this tobacco and the pairing? Mm. That's your cue to talk, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> That's your cue to talk, Dave. I'm still thinking on it. Oh. Don't ask me. No, Don't I want to know now. Wow. Dave, mm. you can't have dead air on a talk show, Dave. Mm. Dave. <laughs> I'm 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 not ready yet. I'm not ready. Paul, thoughts are not coming to me. Nick, you, Paul. okay. <laughs> um, 
with the tobacco, nice sweet notes, some spice, light, and that's it, man. That's all I'm getting. That's all I'm getting, man. <laughs> Kendra, what are you getting? Yeah, I, I agree. Light. Um, I'm getting kind of like fig or like raisin or something, like a little bit mm. of a dried fruit, um, maybe a little floral. Not a ton of aroma, like it's not really as aromatic as others mm-hmm. to me. Um, enjoyable. Yeah, nice, easy smoke. Paul, what about you? The tobacco on its own, when I first lit it, the bowl up and had the first few draws, I got a tremendous amount of rich spice on the retrohale. You're getting those uh, deep uh, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> Virginia notes, the, the dried fruit, <clears throat> some earth and some woody notes, uh, some little bit of spice from the Perique. The drink has pared down the sweetness, bringing out a little bit more of those woody tones. Uh, it's now the spice on the retrohale has been really smooth so it smoothed it right out mm. um, and I do agree it isn't it isn't a very uh, fuller body type of tobacco I'd say right mild to medium very easy going uh, I agree with Kendra not a lot of aroma but uh, all in all the tobacco is really really good yep it's definitely got a smooth retro ale mm. I'm definitely getting a lot of the like the fig and the dried fruit um, I think the I think the pairing is, um, I, I'm not, actually I'm not, I'm flip-flopping between whether it's complimentary or contrasty. I think it's contrasty, contrasty, contrasty-ish. <clears throat> um, I think, I think the pairing is bringing out more of the, like the fig and like the, the, the woody notes of the, of the tobacco. Um, the retrohale is, uh, is very smooth. It's very pleasant. Maybe a, a little, very hint of like a floral note. Um, not much, <clears throat> but it's nice, comforting, comforting. Mm. Easy it's going. Very relaxing. Easy smoke. going. What I will say this though, I had a taste of the uh, Death by King cake before the show, and I picked up right <laughs> away. A little bit of a strawberry shortcake flavor. Mm. Now I'm not getting that now because I think our palates have been compromised by the <laughs> onslaught of, of the syndicato <laughs> and, and the Elijah Craig. So, so it may be it may be a little tough to pick up, but yep, it was there. Yeah, my last cigar before I came here was a knuckle dragger, so my palate's kind of like oh yeah, Arr! yeah, you're in overdrive. Yeah, you're burned out. You mm. mean? Not prepared at all to be on the podcast. Your cro magnum. It was it was my first knuckle dragger, so. Ever? Yeah. Ever? Ever. Mm. Oh boy. Yep. Wow. I've I've had the, you know, the cro magnum before, but I never had the knuckle dragger. So. Oh boy. And it was just like bam. Dan, what are you picking up? Full body cigar. Well, as soon as I opened the tin and smelled this, um, I got a really strong barnyard kind of aroma. Yeah, you smelled know, like hay. Note. Smelled yeah. like hay. Yeah. A little um, manure. A little manure. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little and poop. Smear. But, you know, in the cigar world, that's a compliment. You know, when that's what you're picking up off the end, that means the tobacco's been aged really well. Um, and I think that's the case here. Um, okay. The Virginias, for me, are uh, deeper 
there and therefore more woody than fruity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not getting a whole lot of citrusy zing off of this, um, but uh, the perique I think is bringing some of that fig and dried fruit uh, to the palate here, and the Orientals really kind of create that floral note that some people have said that they've been getting. I also get that in the uh, uh, room note uh, of the mm. tobacco. And while I agree that this is the, the room note on this is not as strong and pronounced as some of the other tobaccos we've had recently, it is very pleasant. It is. Yeah. And, it's a very um, pleasant smelling smoke. And the, the finish is very woody and earthy and kind of has this really dark... <clears throat> Um, almost like a unsweetened chocolate kind of feel Ow. to it, and I think when I have the 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 drink, when I have the the porter, it really kind of brings out the Virginias a little bit more, and at the same time, it completely cleanses my palate of what I'm tasting. Um, so it's it's almost like the next time I draw the pipe. I have a completely clean experience of the tobacco. None of it's left on my palate. Is anybody else experiencing that? Mm. Lots of dead air here. I, 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 I can tell you, I can, I can agree with you on the palate cleansing part because the beer is very, very smooth. Mm-hmm. It's, it, there's not a lot of, there's very little hop flavor to this. It, even though it's uh, a porter, generally there is some hoppiness to certain porters too or stouts. But this one here is just finishes incredibly clean. Doesn't mm. linger at all. So it's I could really e- good cleanse. It yeah, is. I could easily say this would be a good palate cleanser. Mm. Yeah. <coughs> Magnanimous. Yeah, a lot of a lot of like like that I, I can absolutely agree with the the, the wood the woody characteristics of the tobacco. Um, you getting any floral in the retrohale a little bit? I'm getting a tad bit. Nothing crazy, just a little bit. Just nothing a little big. Bit. Nothing big. Just a, just a nice smooth spice. I mean, yeah. Just the, the aroma. I get a very, very big nice. floral note in yeah. the in the retrohale. Yeah. yeah. So take a big swig of the drink and then do a retrohale. You get a you know, a lot of floral. <coughs> like nice at the same time, like you're holding in the yes. smoke and then drinking it and then retrohaling it. Like do it like that. <laughs> Like, that's interesting. I just take a mouthful of smoke, and I hold it for as long as I can, and then chase <laughs> it with my porter, and then I blow everything out my nose. <laughs> yeah, I, I, a little, yeah, I'm getting a little bit more now. Yeah. Mm. Mm. The drink is very refreshing. Mm. This is It is very pleasant to smoke, you know? Yeah, it's very different than I thought it was going to be. It's a lot lighter than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. thought it was going to have a little bit more body. Mm-hmm. Not that this is lacking any flavor, but I thought it was going to be, uh, you know, a little bit more body, maybe a little bit more sweetness, a little bit more kind of in your face a little bit. Now, isn't um, this the uh, the favorite of the three that are made? Well, the I favorite guess of the three? Why would it be the favorite? I thought that was it was like the most popular of the three. It just came out. It just, oh, it just came out. It just came out. Because I had some Jupiter. Yeah, and Jupiter was amazing. Now, what's Anybody the blend is, on Jupiter? Jupiter is is almost like to me 
would be a good replacement for Carolina Red Flake. Ooh. The straight Carolina now. Red Flake? Oh, Shots the, fired the there, I brother. Say, better. Shot. Oh, no. The straight Carolina Red Flake or the one with the, the straight? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you haven't had Juno yet. No, this is... Yeah. And Juno is straight Virginia. Mm. And um, it'll be very interesting to compare that with other high-end Virginias. Um, but... Uh, while this is not near as strong as I thought it was going to be, mm. <clears throat> I do like the woody notes, the figgy notes, um, that little, you know, the, the orientals they have in there really kind of creates that little bit of zing and and uh, uh, floral aspect that you don't get. You know, the the other the other um, uh, vapor that has this type of thing, this type of blend. Uh, is Deception Pass. You remember that? From, I do. From uh, Seattle Pipe Club. We've smoked that on the show. That has a much stronger flavor to it, and the Orientals are much more pronounced in that blend. <clears throat> um, it would be interesting to kind of smoke those two back-to-back and see which kind of Virginia Perique Oriental mm. mix interesting. was favored. I really want to pair this with a coffee. That's what I want to do. I think the coffee would be too strong for this. I don't think so. Not David's go. coffee. No. Oh, uh, extra, extra, extra sugar and cream. No, he's he's talking about my 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 maple lack coffee. Lack of love for the Nespresso machine. You did you say that right? Yeah, lack of love for yeah. the Nespresso machine. That's right. Yeah. You should be arrested. Dunkin' Donuts sir. coffee would, would go yeah. well with this. You should be. Uh, That's you should I'm be arrested. Yes. You should be arrested right now. London Dairy PD should come up and arrest you. Light watered down Dunkin' Donuts coffee with plenty of cream. So he likes he likes milk he likes milk and sugar with a splash of coffee. You know, is that what he likes? You get the coffee. You're like, is this milk? Yeah, exactly. I typically get only one shot of cream with my coffee at Dunkin' Donuts, just to take the. It's okay. You don't you don't have to lie. You don't have to lie to the people. When you get a regular, it's like four shots of cream. I get a regular, so it's easy for you to remember. <laughs> well, I'm not going to Dunkin' Donuts and asking for some flippy My favorite is their cold brew. Thing. Their cold brew is really good. Their cold brews are good. I don't know. I don't drink coffee, so. I know, Nick. I can't believe that. There's Shame. something you don't drink. Coffee. <laughs> well, there's no alcohol in coffee. That, <laughs> well, there that kind be. of explains it there. I had, <laughs> a, I had a Cuban coffee once with some Puerto Rican rum in there. <laughs> in Puerto Rico at like 7.30 in the morning, and that was delicious. But then after the cup of coffee I had, I just started drinking just rum. Just the rum. Just the rum. Just the rum. Yeah, just the rum. Can I have that well, Puerto Rican coffee again, but without the coffee? Yeah. Well, it was Cuban coffee uh, that my mother-in-law coffee, made me, and it was delicious. It, it was amazing, and then right after that, it was hitting the, the bottle of Bacardi, man. My favorite coffee is uh, Laughing Man. Why am I not surprised? From By, uh, who makes that? Hugh Jackman. <laughs> really? Hugh Jackman makes coffee. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. I heard that brand. Mm. Oh, love it. All right. So while we're continuing to smoke and drink here, Paul, you want to tell us a little bit about uh, some stuff that's going on in the world? Yes. <coughs> so to our brothers and sisters in the state that lies south of us, there is some news. Is it Almost Connecticut? All of them. No. Is it Connecticut? <laughs> That's two states south of us, my friend. Oh. 
<laughs> Massachusetts flavored tobacco ban now in effect. Ooh. We actually had some customers come in today who Damn. were searching for a certain flavored cigarettes and but other things. But they get to keep their bubblegum vodka. That's kind of funny. Well, we'll talk a little bit about that, my friend. You uh, stop it with that bubblegum vodka. So, Jesus. as of today, June 1st, the sale of flavored tobacco products is now illegal at most retailers in the state of Massachusetts. The one exception to the new law is that businesses defined as smoking bars will be able to sell flavored tobacco products and vaping products for on-site consumption. Tobacco or other nicotine delivery products that include any added flavorings, including mint and menthol, are included in the ban. This bill also places a new 75% excise tax on vaping products and e-cigarettes. Wow. It received overwhelming support in both chambers of the legislature, passing the House by a 127-31 to 31 vote oh. and the Senate by 32-6 to 6 vote. <laughs> Jeez. Governor Charlie Baker signed the bill on November 27th, 2019. Jeez, that's a unanimous wow. decision? Yes. That, that's, that's what they call it in uh, UFC and boxing, a unanimous decision? But it does, it does bring to uh, a little bit of discussion because while flavored tobaccos is banned, the liquor world, they're not banning those flavors. Nope. nope. I mean, if you look at, just take for example, Absolute Vodka. I mean, how many flavors do they have? They must have at least twenty in their arsenal. Yeah, absolute banana. I mean, every they've got every flavor in this under the sun, yep. and 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 that's just one brand. You know, you one one a, type of liquor. Have a couple of shots, go out and kill your best friend in an accident. It's yeah. awesome. I mean, Bacardi. I mean, you you know Bacardi. Let's not go there. You go you go, Let's not go there every year. And that's not to, oh, yeah. that's not to like put down alcohol. No, that's no, not at, all, not at all. This is just an easy win for someone to to fill the resume. Yep. Well, you know. what it is is, I think a double standard. That here you have alcohol and tobacco, two twenty-one and over um, items that can be bought. One flavors are banned. The other, they're not. <clears throat> Why? If you think that flavoring tobacco is aimed at getting youth and underage people smoking cigarettes or pipe tobacco or cigars, why does that not same why does that same logic not apply to alcoholic beverages? And I can tell you, working at Twins, we are not inundated with 13, 14, 15 year olds trying to get in here to get themselves a Cuba Cuba. You know, um, it is. I I do not. I, we card people who don't look 27 years old. Right. Um, I but, card people who just look younger than me. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell them, hey, you don't, I don't know who you are. You don't look 50. Can I please see an ID? You know, and I make, kind of make it funny that way, you know. But <clears throat> I've never had a problem with um, underage people coming into this establishment. <clears throat> but I know, um, you know, from <laughs> I know when, when I was when I was a youth pastor in Wakefield, Massachusetts, the sophomore class dance was canceled 30 minutes after it started the lights came up and everybody was sent home 
because there were too many people drunk <laughs> at the sophomore <laughs> class dance. So these are 14 and 15 year old kids and they had all exchanged <clears throat> you know Polar Springs they popped um, the punch. That's Polar, what you do. No, they they had they had Polar Springs water bottles that were filled with vodka. That's awesome. And it was interesting to me. I said to the kid who's telling me this, "What do you mean there were too many?" <laughs> like there was an acceptable number of 15-year-old kids drunk and they would have kept going, but it was so bad that they had to cancel it. I've never seen that with cigars. No. I've never seen a bunch of, you know, kids on the beach passing out their Cuba Cubas or Blondies <laughs> right. or, you know, Fat Bottom Bettys and saying, hey, look what I was able to get with my fake ID. So, <laughs> to me, it's just, it's if you're going to do, if you're going to, if you're going to say that, that flavored stuff is aimed at kids for this, I don't understand how you can not aim it for that. And if it's not aimed for that, that makes me think that you have a real bias against this. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Full of crap. Taxing that stuff at 75% is not going to make the state any money. Nope. It's going to make them less. It's going to make them less. You're going to have a lot of people going out of business. You're welcome. I I don't know what to say. Does anyone else have anything they want to add to that? Well, it's just a conspiracy against the tobacco world. It really Mm -hmm. is. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. I mean... You know, you're, you're you're talking about exactly. There's no there's no real difference, and, and there's even more of an issue in in people getting drunk. Well, there's more of a health issue. Exactly. You know, uh, you know, there's, there's you don't you don't you don't smoke a cigar and then die the next day of cancer. Yeah. You can have a drink and go out and kill someone. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a reality of life. That's a daily reality of life, and it's like we're not trying to put down alcohol. We're trying to say this is way uneven. It is. We're being singled out, and for no reason. Kendra, what do you have to say about all this? Well, do you think that this was... Could we blame the whole vape craze, really, though? And then just, you know, cigars and flavored cigarettes kind of fell under the rule? And, you know, would this ever have happened if it wasn't this whole vape you know, moment that we had where that was a really young thing to do. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, right? I think the vape uh, she's might got a good question. part in it, but good question. I feel like uh, cigarettes, because the government lumped tobacco as a group and hasn't separated the families like pipe tobacco and sure. premium cigars and and vape, they, they need to separate it, you know? Right. And and that's that's the thing because there's there are there is a huge difference, you know, um, in the ages in the age group of what's actually sought after. Yeah, because know? the the vape thing was the cool thing to do with with young and surely underage kids. Yeah. I mean, there's probably vapes all over high schools, and then that's probably what catapulted this to. I think come I about. think you're right, and to that point too. Vaping devices, you know, have been jury-rigged and altered uh, to be, you know, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? To use products with them that were never intended to be used with like them. Like THC? Like THC. Yeah. 
you know, and so you've got a, a huge number of deaths that have been, uh, uh, you know, attributed to vaping because it was used as a delivery device for something that was never intended by the people who created the device for yeah. it. And the only way to really stop that really is to get rid of the device, right? I, I, I get that. And so I, I see why they had to come down on, on that. Um, I, I, we could talk. We could talk. I know we're preaching to the choir about this, you know. Um, it, it's it's, and, and Kendra brings up the point that it's not exactly a black and white issue, um, but I I do think, you know, Paul is correct too that there is, there is a, a some double standard here. Um, you know, it's interesting to me that, you know, with all the COVID stuff happening, that liquor stores were considered, you know, essential, like gas stations or grocery stores, you know, but tobacco shops had to close down, yeah. you know, and <clears throat> although why even though what, certain countries are having frontline workers wear nicotine patches because they found that the people with nicotine in their systems are, are more resilient to the coronavirus. So, yeah, there is a lot of research going on, um, and there's some conflicting reports. But there there are studies that are showing that a a um, nicotine you know tobacco plant derivative um, is good at blocking the COVID virus because the nicotine receptors attach to the things that the COVID is looking to attach to in your cells, and therefore it blocks it. And of course, the World Health Organization doesn't want to even consider that because God help us if tobacco actually does something good in the world, you know. But that's a talk for another day. I'm not really prepared to talk about that. I don't have all the facts in front of me. Well, but, it's, um, al it's almost like if they had shut down the liquor stores during this whole pandemic thing, they would be dealing with so many more problems because there is almost like an addiction for some people with mm -hmm. alcohol than there is with yeah, tobacco. especially in it's politics. Called, <laughs> it's called alcohol. Well, I know, yeah, but it's but it but again, it you 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 would be, it would be a whole different animal they would be dealing with, and I think people would have would have revolted. <laughs> Seriously, oh, yeah. you can hide. It would be rotten. I mean, no, no, no. Don't want to take away from the rioting that's going on here. I just it would be riots of its own. You know, if, well, that's if, the thing too is you can't smoke, <coughs> you know, in in those places. But you can drink. I mean, you can hide. You can hide a drink in something, and you know. Uh, but you can't. You can't hide a smoke yeah. because it's smoke. So I mean, I think that's that's kind of like. It's definitely like. There's some kind of like underground thing to it. Not to get all political and stuff. Yeah. Well, let's let's change the topic a little bit. And get on to something a little bit lighter. Um, would you rather? Would you rather? Woo! <laughs> would you rather? Here we go. Kendra. Mm. Oh boy, why first? <laughs> <laughs> would you rather have to fight 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? <laughs> wow. Quack. One horse-sized duck. Those things are vicious. Why? Why would you pick that? Duck? That's that's evil to me. A horse-sized duck. 
That's a that's a vicious I mean, animal. Of a different duck. It's a strange question. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you come up with that question? Why would you want to have a hundred coming at you? There's no way that as one person you can block them all or fight them all. I mean, I'm not like they'd a Viking warrior. People. Oh come on, and here's Zena. They have horse-like faces, there, Kendra. So they'd be, look, they'd be looking at you when they they're coming for you. What? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to explain my reasoning for my answer. <laughs> if, you a, if you had a horse-sized duck, that thing could like swallow you whole, man. I mean, damn. They're vicious, but man. They're is vicious. Is there a lot of Bastards. strength in their in their actual like feet? Yeah. Or in the beak? No, the man. The whole body is 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 <laughs> that duck meat, man? That's lean. Where that's do I lean. need to hit them first? <laughs> you wouldn't have a chance. Quackers. <laughs> you wouldn't have a chance. Right in the quacker. Yeah, I feel like either choice you make here, you're gonna probably <laughs> lose. lose Be the bad way. guy. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what about you? One hundred horses, the size of a duck. Or Dude. one horse-sized duck. Which would I've, you rather I've wrestle? Raised, I've raised actual ducks, and those things are... They can be vicious at times, and I would rather have horse-sized ducks coming at me. I, I would. How no, would you handle the a hundred horses? Duck-sized, yeah, duck-sized horses. Horse-like ducks. I don't know. That's a, that's confusing now. <laughs> Getting me confused. The, kind of those small horses, man. Yeah, duck size horses. Small horses. I would put my boots on and, and kick some up. field goals. <laughs> kick some field goals, man. Because the horses might be nice, right? Is that what? Well, you have to. Or they definitely them. mean. They have to fight you. They're all bucking well, they're aggressive. They're what aggressive. If all hundred want to cuddle club. you. No, fight I, I doubt that the little baby horses are gonna try to cuddle you. They're probably gonna be cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cute little horses. It would be for like me. It'd be the hundred little horses. You're, you're, you're missing the point. You have to. You have to fight them, Kendra. Fight <laughs> them. Why do you have to fight? You find out if they're nice first. <laughs> Good point. She also has a very that good point. That gets back to the whole discussion we had at the beginning of the show. <laughs> How do you deal with difficult ducks and difficult miniature horses? <laughs> I would definitely not want to face off on a duck that's the size of a horse. Yep. Anybody would die. Any size horse, really. Pick one. Yeah, that's a that's a ducks can be vicious, man. Yeah. They can be territorial. You know what I mean? I've raised a couple of ducks last year and. You know what I mean? They're hard well, to handle. Tried. I tried. Bread yes. on you, that what? What if you had like a loaf of bread on you? Then you could see. You could keep it now more chill. Thinking. I doubt it. I I doubt I it. I don't know. They like bread though, for real. Paul, they actually don't. <clears throat> I'm I'm gonna it's go all in. <laughs> all I'm, going, in. I'm going all out too. I'm oh. just I'm gonna face the. Horse-sized duck. Horse-sized duck. Yeah. I want to if I that. die, I die. But I'm just—I don't want to be fighting off a hundred horses. There's no way. There's no way. Even if they were really little horses. Yeah. No. No. Because they—they will overpower you. Plus, I like the look of horses too. I don't—I can't do that. <laughs> I can do it to a duck. I can't do it to a horse. You're here to hear we people. We only like the cute ones, people. <laughs> He's not a duck guy. He's I'll, not I'll, a duck I'll, I'll probably die, but you know, I'll—I'll I'll die fighting. I no would go way. for the duck. The one big duck? I would go for the big duck. Why? Final Fantasy. <laughs> the chance Fine. to have a chocobo. Chocobo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chance you're to not ride gonna, that duck. You're not going to ride, ride that it. Duck. It's going to eat you in one no swipe way. of its bill. I will. It's you came up with over. this question. 
It's what? over. Is that how you came up no, with this question? Come, Come on, Final guys. Fantasy? No. <laughs> Come on, guys. Be, be logical just, here. Come God, on. I'm so happy you Trying to Final fight Fantasy, off though. a That's huge cool. duck. Come on. <laughs> I said it. Come on, Danny. Be, be reasonable here. <clears throat> You're trying to fight off a 400-pound duck? You're kidding me. You yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't last two seconds. Oh, no. You could outsmart it though. Grab because ducks aren't that smart, are they? No. Yeah, man. Yeah, they oh. are. Ducks are ducks are, are nothing. Ducks are nothing. They just ducks want food. No, man. No. Man. Oh my god. Might be these guys are crazy. Ducks. Let me ask you a question. Would you rather have if you were to if you were to get shot, would you rather have one shot to the head and die instantly or get several to the chest and bleed out? Well, that's a, dumb that's a good question. It's not a dumb question because if no, you, it's if, a good question. If you have a hundred duck-like horses coming at you, it could be a painful, long process, and he's going to die anyways. That's good. One duck comes at you. I'll be going down horse. fighting. No, I'll be going down fighting. All right. It could be just quick and easy if the duck gets you. I tell you right now, if I got shot in the chest a couple of times, I'll be going down fighting. Tell yeah. you that. Nick's right. just being a difficult customer. I'm right not. Now. Look, I'm not being <laughs> a difficult customer. Look, my choices are my choices. That's it. I period. don't like horses. I love horses, <laughs> kick man. Kick those little, kick those little mothers. I got like, in my where I live, there's, I'd probably say about six or seven people that own horses, and I drive by them every day, and they're beautiful, majestic animals. I love them. My wife loves but them. I but I would kick the ever living. I crap would hundred ducks. Get my, <laughs> get my cowboy boots on and kick some field goals, baby. Your crap kickers. Yes, I would. And I'd be kicking some field goals, man. I Dave. Would, I'd be terrified of a duck that's that as big as a horse. Dave. <laughs> I would I would I would go I for would, the, I would I would I would I would I would I would go for the hundred horses, man. You would you know, go for the hundred horses. Time to make some field goal records. That a boy. There'd be no chance. There'd be absolutely no chance in a real situation that you would encounter a duck that big. You would have no chance. You wouldn't be able to run because it'd be running faster than you. Everything. Look, it's stronger than you. It runs you faster than you. You would die huge in ADD seconds. People who would never <laughs> no. be able to have the concentration to take on 100 horses. No. Never. No. Never. You'd be looking at those five over there and not see the 95 that are crawling. Absolutely up not. You're Absolutely dead. Not. You're dead meat. Absolutely not. At that size. At that size. You'd be trampled. They would, no. Yeah. Absolutely not. They'd yeah. be trampling me. Black stallion. Into the oh, mud. All right, so you're getting so you're getting into specifics it would be here. Be like the man from Snowy River, right down into the ground. Oh my God! Oh man! What do what of our uh, viewers please. say about this? Yeah, what do the well, what do the say viewers say about this? Anything, Dave? What would Brad Christie do? Brad, what Brad what, what would you do, do, Brad? Brad, are you still there, Brad? Brad, we're calling you out, Brad. Brad, are you still there? He imagines a duck le orange. Do you want the duck or the horses? Yeah, what do you want? The duck or the horses? He wants the duck. You want the he duck? The first rule of Fight Club, Dan. What's the first rule of Fight Club? You don't no. talk about. You don't talk about Fight Club. So he's just. Uh, he's avoiding the question. He's avoiding the he question. He also says it depends on the shoes he's wearing. <clears throat> now, see, that's all lame. You see, the, these he's got to have the PF flyers. He's got to have those PF flyers on. Certain things about yourself <laughs> and your personality. And you're just letting us know about your shoes. That's not, no, that's not good. So, yep. Dave, what's what's your final verdict on this uh, tobacco here? Mm. Do you have anything to say yet? It's uh, getting that, still getting that fig. 
I'm still getting some floral and retro hill. I think that's increased for me. Inquist. 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 The pairing is. I want to say it's contrasting. Ooh, I would, I would, I would definitely disagree with that comment. Because I get a different feel when I drink. Drink. Well, what do you feel, Dave? What do and you feel? I smoke. It kind of tastes kind a little of bitter. And then tell us, Dave. Tell us what you're feeling. As I smoke more, then some of the 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 figginess comes back. So I feel like it, there's kind of a co- contrast as it brings back a little. Sweet all the way around for me, baby. Kendra, what about you? What do you think? That's my horror story. <laughs> so for me, I I have to say that my gut on this is that the beer is slightly too light for the tobacco because what I'm a little disappointed in is that I'm not picking up some of those notes in the beer that I should be. Like, mm. it's advertised as having the cinnamon, the nutmeg, the pecans, the pecans? cacao nibs, you know. I'm not picking up that. And I'm really yeah. only getting a little bit of citrus out of yeah. it. Yeah. And so I think that the tobacco is kind of taking the beer down a notch where you're not enjoying what the potential of the beer. So... I agree. I think the pipe tobacco, it's it's good. It's um, it's a it's a light kind of smoke where the the sweetness is subtle, yeah, and it's it's smooth and well balanced. Um, it could be kind of like one of those everyday smokes where it's not heavy in aroma, right? Um, it's not gonna be like a palate, like like it's not gonna. There's not a ton there. So as far as like um. Yeah, it's just everything is subtle about it mm-hmm. and nice and smooth. Mm. So, yeah, I it, it's a great tobacco. It could be an everyday smoke, but I don't think that we're getting the full um, effect from the beer that we should. Okay. Paul? Uh, Brad says that this is Twins is the only large bill he can handle. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I'm going to say the... Uh, had we not had the... Elijah Craig and the Syndicato before the pipe and the beer that we probably would be picking up a little bit more of those flavors that mm-hmm. in both the beer and the tobacco mm-hmm. but having said that um, I do agree that the beer is probably a little bit more contrasting um, I'm enjoying it the tobacco is good I'm it's not my favorite by any means I'm uh, not my favorite I mean, let me uh, clarify that the it's not my favorite Virginia Perique blend. Mm-hmm. Um, there, are, there are several others that I really, really enjoy um, a little bit more. It's good on its own, um, but uh, I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, it's very comforting. <coughs> yeah, it is. Um, comforting, smooth, an all-day smoke, something that you could smoke all the time. Uh, I totally agree with that. Um, wood fig um some floral notes uh some of the woody notes have have gotten a little bit more pronounced as it's gone down the bowl in my pipe Uh, but those flavors really have been very consistent all the way down Uh, i do think the drink was um uh, a good pairing with this maybe not the best pairing Uh, i did the thing i enjoyed about the beer the most as, as a pairing went is it seemed to um, 
not really disagree with anything I was with anything on the finish of the tobacco, but then completely cleared my palate so that a lot of the darker, earthier tones that were left from the finish of the tobacco are completely cleaned uh, by the by the beer or porter. I'm still new to this whole thing. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> so in that sense, I, I enjoyed it. It's a great, I think, summer, lighter kind of porter. And it's interesting, again, a white porter. I've never really had one of those before. And um, very interesting. The name, you know, um, uh, Death by King Cake. I, I expected the flavors of the beer to be, or the porter to be a lot stronger. If you're going to die by king cake, uh, I expect it to be a little bit more of the assaulting kind of nature of things. Uh, and interestingly enough, um, I feel the same about the pipe tobacco. You know, it's named after Janus, you know, the two-faced god. You know, you think you're getting one, and then there's the other one. You know, and so I was expecting kind of almost a sucker punch from the tobacco, and I did not get that at all. Mm. It's very good. But it's also just very mellow and relaxing. Um, it, it doesn't, it, to me, it did not really live up to its name, you know. And when they describe it as embroisal, an embroisal mixture, you know, that means, you know, a, a, something fit for the gods. Uh, I don't really think it makes that for me. But it is very good. And it is a, um, if you're looking for a Virginia Perique that's a little bit different, that you can smoke all the time without really burning out your palate, this could be a real go-to thing. Mm -hmm. It did light up really well right yeah. out of the tin. And, um, yeah, you know, not, and not, not a lot of flakes. Sometimes you have to let flakes dry out a little bit before you light them up. Um, but not this. So in that sense, it was really good, too. Yeah. Um, now, next week is going to be a very special show. What do we got? Next week, we have a special guest. Who? Orlando Cabrera. Oh, my goodness. Orlando Cabrera. Now, who is Orlando Cabrera? Tell us. Tell us. No, I'm, I'm asking you to tell us. No, you're not. He is the shortstop for the 2004 World Series Red Sox. That's right. <laughs> he was on the championship team uh, from 2004. He's going to be with us. He's a big friend of Twins. Yep. And um, he's been wanting to be on the show with us for a long time. Since the and beginning. we're finally able to work out his schedule and our schedule. And so next Monday, we will have Orlando on the show with us. That's yep, going to be really big. We'll almost surely talk about baseball, and um, he's he, he tells stories like nobody's businessman. Yeah, it's going to be a very entertaining show. I can't Absolutely. wait for it, and I hope you're here uh, next Monday night at eight o'clock to watch this episode live. It's going to be huge mungus, as they say, and we're going to be smoking one of his uh, favorite. Uh, cigars outside of Opus X. We're going to be smoking the Camacho 2012 Throwback, which is a cigar that he really loves. That we have here at Twins. And then for our pipe tobacco, which he will be smoking with us. Ooh, he's nice. not one of these wusses that's going to leave halfway through the show. He's doing the whole thing. 
Nice. Are you trying to call out uh, Eric Wentworth there, brother? <laughs> no, not at all. Why would you think that, you little horse lover man? <laughs> We're going to be smoking the latest small batch release from Cornel and Deal, the San Sepulcro, uh, which you. hits stores on, on June 2nd, and we're going to be smoking Mom. that next week. And so you're not going to want to miss that either. Nope. So until then, this is Pastor Padrone saying be safe, be thankful, and stay smoky, my friends. Bye. Another smoke, another day. Thanks, everyone. <coughs> You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoking.